0: Welcome back everyone, Citywide Blackout, your home for music, movies, and more. I'm your host, Max Bowen. Folks, we are seeing the return of so many great events, whether it's concerts, festivals, or of course, Comic-Cons. One of my favorite things to go to, and last weekend, I got the chance to reunite with the convention community at one of my favorite events, the Rhode Island Comic-Con. I checked out the amazing cosplays, met cool creatives, and bought some great merch over the weekend. And of course, many interviews were done. So without further ado, kick back, relax, and enjoy. Well folks, we are back once again at the Rhode Island Comic Con. It's been a couple years, but here it is folks, Places place is fairly packed, a lot of folks here, and I don't think I could start this off in a better way than talking to Coral Isabella Aurora, author, dog pal, horse trainer, <laughs> There's, there's, there's a, a lot of titles for you.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: how's it going and how's it feel to be back at these kinds of events?
1: Oh, it's wonderful to be back. I love Comic Cons. I love the energy. I love being around like-minded people who just like to be silly, quirky, and sometimes weird and strange.
0: <laughs> exactly. What would you say has been the best part of getting to have this kind of thing again?
1: Getting back into my writing career and being able to come here and show people my work and my books. I recently published a fantasy comedy called *The Teenager's Guide to Surviving a Fairy Tale*, and I still have my horror comedy, which is now a 2020 IPNE Young Adult Awards finalist.
0: Wow, very which cool! Which is *The
1: Teenager's Guide to Surviving a th- Horror Comedy*.
0: Now a I have read the first one and absolutely loved it. I love like the snarky humor. I love kind of like the tongue-in-cheek like look at like horror movies and all like the tropes that kind of go with that. Thank you. What can people expect with the new book?
1: Well, the new book has a underlying theme about bullying awareness. It has a lot of diverse characters, including a service dog named Prince, which is inspired by my own service dog. Oh, yes. Um, Also, you can expect some hilarious retellings of actual fairy tales, like Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, Snow White all told in a very quirky very unique way and all the characters all nine teenagers in this one are whisked away into a fantasy world by a wizard from a wish gone wrong it's told um, from the perspective of a celestial princess who from the misguidings of her heart tried to do things for justice but broke the laws and by punishment she's made into a narrator I must grant the wish of a 13-year-old lonely prodigy who is bullied in school, and Emmy, the prodigy, and eight of her classmates are brought into a fantasy world where they each tend to unfortunately and fortunately change the fates and change the storylines of the fairy tales.
0: Excellent. Now, you mentioned the topic of um, uh, bullying. Is there meant to be like a message with this? Are you hoping to kind of get like a theme across to the uh, other reader?
1: Absolutely. It's about um, not judging others. There's absolutely a theme, um, especially in the ending, in the last maybe 20 chapters of growth and of learning that behind each person there's a complete storyline that you can't see from the front and how words can hurt.
0: Okay. Why did you want this as the theme of the book?
1: (sighs) Because... I'm actually not sure. I just felt the need to write it. (laughs) To be honest, I just felt that Emmy, the Korean character, just seemed like such a sorry character. She's so sad, people bully her, she has no friends. And I wanted to sort of teach the people around her.
0: Okay. But
1: in a funny way.
0: All right, all
2: right.
1: I also wanted to help people in schools to understand each other and to hopefully grow, and together we can make a better world.
0: I like that, I like that. Why is it important for you that there's a message like with your books, why not just do just, just do like a like funny, quirky novel?
1: Because um, I see a lot of things happening with teenagers and young adults nowadays and um, I wanna bring back some of the old fashioned morals and lessons and help people grow and help people through their adolescent phase and find themselves, find each other and to focus on themselves, focus on their career and become who they need to be in life.
0: Okay. Now, we talked about the story itself. Who are, uh, who are uh, uh, the uh, the characters in the book?
1: Well, Aurora is um, the owner of her service dog Prince. Mm-hmm. She's a very sad character, unfortunately, because she's bullied for being disabled. Um, there's also Chris, who's a kleptomaniac, which you can see how that would go wrong in a fairy tale world very uh, quickly. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sammy is a tomboy surfer who has a really bad temper really really bad temper
0: oh geez like 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 how about we talking here
1: like bad enough to attack an entire city or attack an entire fleet of a royal prince who's murderous
0: that's really bad for revenge yeah that's really bad
1: and um then there's also uh sunflower who's a hippie okay with unfortunate murderous tendencies when protecting animals
0: what is it with you and like violence and murder in this book
1: i don't know i just I have a tendency to torture my characters, but I can't stop laughing the entire book. Well, I guess my mind is a little quirky, a little dark, a lot of light, a lot of dark. I guess you got to have both sometimes.
0: Well, given like your your last book where you were just like dropping the characters one after another, I guess I can't say I'm too surprised.
1: <laughs> no. This one's a little bit different though. Okay. It's not quite the same thing. Okay. It's not as dark. It does have a, some dark humor, but the people who I knocked off aren't really the main characters. So we're not going to miss them. No. No, they're not good people. <laughs> like, they're kind of people that get fed to the Kraken.
0: Oh, OK. So let's talk about uh, killing off characters, because obviously there's a lot of different like methods for, uh, for this one.
1: Yes. How do
0: you decide who to keep and who to kill?
3: Ooh
1: based off of what I think would make the story beautiful, which yep. readers will absolutely hate me for some of my future books because I've already decided to kill off a really big character in one of my future books and they're all going to hate me. But...
0: Meh. They're i will get over it.
1: I like to... like In the case of the horror comedy, it was a completely different situation where they were just making stupid decisions and I couldn't really figure out how to keep them alive, to be honest. That's fair. <laughs> so
2: it's
1: just like, I would like to keep you alive, but I really cannot because you can't stop doing things like raising the dead or petting werewolves. Hey, so y-
0: you know, there's got to be some consequences here. Absolutely. got to hold them accountable for their actions.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you can't pet werewolves. And um, oh. you probably should get to know the guy more and not date him just because they're a vampire.
0: But come on, that, isn't that like half like the fun of it? Also like <laughs> the angstiness too?
1: Well, it depends unless they invite you to dinner and you end up getting eaten.
0: There's that too. There is that too. Absolutely. So, what is next for you?
1: Uh, Right now, I'm taking a small break from comedies. Do not worry. I have about 11 planned in all. Nice. Um, Of all different genres, including two more horror comedies. Um, I'm also planning on doing other genres, maybe some sci-fi. We'll see. I have a lot of things written down, but I'm also planning on creating a dark fantasy that is going to be a very serious book, not a comedy.
0: Really? Because that's that's definitely a, uh, a shift for you.
1: Not really. Okay. Um, I started writing when I was 14. My first book was a fantasy and um, I never published that one because I ended up being 800,000 words for the first book. That
2: would be a long book.
1: Absolutely. I wrote it when I was 14, within a year, and then I realized young adult books are only supposed to be 100,000, so that's going to take a while to edit that one (laughs) down.
0: you You know what? Release like a series.
1: Yeah. Well, the problem is it already is a series.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, geez. (laughs)
1: It's going to end up like a 30-book series.
0: (laughs) You're uh, going for like a record here, aren't you?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Trying to to, like out-Jordan Robert Jordan.
1: (laughs) Maybe. Um, My other book, my second book I wrote was a thriller, and that one I'm going to publish soon. Um, It's called Breaking Free God's Island. It's about a girl who lives on an island, that has no government law, it was bought by a religion, who only rules by their religious teachings, and it's a very strict sexist religion, in which LGBT is absolutely forbidden, and her best friend's gay.
4: Whoa. And
1: ostracized from society, and it's about her finding herself, breaking free from the religion, figuring out right from wrong, despite all her teachings, and trying to save her best friend.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, Coral, Um, As always, great to talk to you, great to hear about all you've got going on. But where do folks go to learn more about you and to check out your work?
1: Oh, um, you can go to www.CoralIsabellaAurora.com. If you want to buy a signed copy of one of my books, it's www.PeaceAndWolf.com. I also sell Ethical Fashion on that site with my artwork on it, and I donate $5 for every t-shirt sold to a nonprofit organization.
0: Excellent, well thanks once again. Thanks. All right folks, we are back once again, uh, Rhode Island Comic Con, and I have the great fortune of running into someone that I met about two years ago at this very same event. I am joined by writers uh, Dylan Klein and uh, Lane uh, Brett Schneider. They are the two of the minds behind uh, the Starside series. Now four issues in, issue five comes out next February. My first question to you is, what's it like being back at conventions after <laughs> almost two years away
2: from this stuff? Um, it feels great. Uh, I, I remember the first convention we were back at. It was we kind of forgot our pitch, so I <laughs> remember like the fir- at least for me personally, the first like two or three people I was kind of like just trying to remember the, like, the pace and the, you know, what we said and all that. Um, we had the fortune to to do a couple of, like, virtual conventions or, or you know, what have you through the, the pandemic, but um, it's definitely good to be back, so.
0: And, and like, virtual just isn't the same, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, can't, you can't connect with the audience, you can't talk to people, you can't yeah. run into, like, random friends.
2: We did we did do one that was kind of cool, a uh, TCAF, uh, okay. the, the, with the Canadian...
4: Yeah, Toronto Comic yeah. Arts Festival. Right.
2: And, um that one had like a point where we can go into like a breakout room in zoom and people can come on through and chat with us so we had a couple of people but but yeah i guess it was the closest yeah. <laughs> was the closest we had yeah. um. now
0: is this your first like in-person convention
2: uh, yeah let me.
4: no we actually so we had our first one back from the pandemic was um, fan Expo in Boston yep. and then we went to Granitecon in uh, New Hampshire oh, Wow and so this is our third we still we don't have any others planned yet for 2022 cause there just haven't been a ton that have like been rescheduled again um, yeah. but uh, yes yeah, so this is our, our third and it's, it's but it's still great cool. <laughs> this is our favorite one to come to as well so nice, we're nice. especially happy to be back here
0: what uh what makes this one uh your favorite
2: well so this was the first we had, we'd done Yep. and um we made a lot of errors but despite the errors we were told we still did pretty good for ourselves and we just did it the next year and we had some people remember us and people yeah, we remembered them and it was, so it was like the first sort of convention where we did it first and then we had people come back to us and and say hey, you know, we, we have your art prints on our fridge or well, you know, I wanted to get the next issue and also too <laughs> uh, I did propose to Lane at our first convention oh my So God. <laughs> also oh.
4: there's something about Rhode Island Comic Con too where I just feel like the crowd is so uh, supportive of indie artists and indie comics compared to other conventions we've done it just feels really welcoming we feel like we have an audience and a community here so yeah that, that's a big part of it too I think
0: okay um, what, now when you first started going back to conventions you had to kind of like relearn things like oh this is who we are and this is uh, 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 what we do
2: yeah I, I guess <laughs> I, I I had to get the pitch down again I had oh, to no. sort of like you know kind of get used to talking with people in person and you know trying to you know we're, we're trying not to sell our comic so you know trying to find that that balance of like you know we want people to come to the table we don't want them to feel uncomfortable Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah,
4: I don't know. yeah. Definitely remembering the pitch and like how to talk to people in a way that is appealing was which is like like <laughs> the hardest thing to yeah. do.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so walk us through the, um, uh, the Star Side series for those of us who are new to it.
2: All right. Let's see. Let's see if I can Remember do this. That pitch. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'll testing you here. This is so, it. Uh, is a sci-fi fantasy comic series. Um, our main character Jack, uh, he's just an average high school student, and one day aliens invade Earth. They start taking prisoners, and so Jack gets taken prisoner and gets brought deeper into the universe where there's this intergalactic war that's been going on for centuries that Earth has been isolated from. Um, and so as he's on, going on his journey, he starts to uncover why Earth was isolated from this war and that humans might be the key to stopping it. So it's quite a quite a, it's a, hero's journey. It's a little bit of Star space Wars, opera. space opera, yeah.
0: Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Now, we are now in, um, in like, in um, issue four. Where are we in the series? Without giving away a whole lot of spoilers. Gotcha.
2: So, Jack has, I'll say the word befriended loosely, but befriended a new ally. <laughs> uh, I also use that word loosely. And um, he is uh, trying to get home. Um, and is trying to do what he can. Um, and I guess, yeah, I don't
4: Yeah. Yeah, so, so Jack has found himself in this universe that he never knew existed of course and and uh is lucky to have found a sort of ally in riggs who is a a space pilot and uh just that that trying to figure out how to get home when no one around him has ever heard of earth (laughs) um and trying to understand why this has happened to him and what the heck to do next is kind of where we are (laughs)
0: okay uh, tell me about the artist others uh, you're working with, because I know that he couldn't be here today because of uh, <laughs> travel. But how did uh, how'd you meet him and what has it been like working with him? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so
4: Jordan's actually the brother of one of my best friends. Oh, cool. Um, so we were telling her, uh, Ray, about the story idea that we had years and years ago and that we wanted to make a comic out of it. But we needed an artist. We didn't know what to do. And. She said, you know, my brother's a really talented artist, right? Like, oh, I totally (laughs) forgot this kid who I've known for years and years. Um, And so she kind of hooked us up with him. And and we basically pitched the story to him, hoping that he would like it and want to work with us. And we were lucky enough that he did. So that's really how we got paired up. And we've been working together ever since. And we've all been growing together because this was all of our first comic book projects. And so, you know, his, you can see if you read issues one through four, his art really has evolved since the beginning. And uh, hopefully you'll also see our writing has, uh, you know, we're all growing and and getting better um, at this thing. And he, we're so lucky to have him. He is so great at um, world building in an art way. Um, And that's, you know, what Star Side is all about. It's this brand new universe. And so his ability to just like create alien species and, animals and locations that are just something none of us have imagined before is really incredible, and and we're lucky to have that. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, Given that, um, as you said, uh, this is uh, your first comment, what would you say were some of the bigger challenges that you had to, like, get through?
2: Um, I'm definitely hard on myself when it comes to writing, and so (laughs) kind of knowing when to say it's finished, and then, and also sometimes, kind of. and again, this is just personal. I'll pass it to Lane, um, but for me too, it. A lot of um, trying to be better at like explaining what I might see visually with something. Um, I mean, that's why I think I've I've stopped doing that so much because Jordan is very good on. You know, we kind of give him a little bit of these details, and then he runs with it, and it's 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 exactly what we imagined, and then some. Um, but uh, but yeah.
4: Yeah, I think at the beginning, one of the hardest things was how to tell this story that we see in our minds as like a real thing. or almost like a movie in our heads and translating it to a comic book. And like when we first wrote issue one, it was issue one and two. We we're like, this is a comic book issue, right? No, we had to split it up. We had to figure out how the structure would work. So that was a really big challenge at the beginning that we've gotten much better at now with practice.
0: Excellent. Um, yes! So, so those of us who are like following the series, like uh, uh, like myself, what can we I uh, look forward to in the future issues?
2: Mm. So, definitely the, the cast of characters is going to expand. Uh, we've been with Jack and Riggs for two, two yeah, two issues. Uh, we'll technically be a third, but very soon the cast of characters will start to expand, and um, and so will Jack's world. You know, I, I think what excites me about telling the story is that um, the reader knows only as much as Jack does. And so everyone gets to sort of figure out and try to understand what this world is about alongside our main character. And uh, that's just always my favorite kind of story, you know, like, like Harry Potter. Yeah. He has yeah. No, no idea of the Wizarding World. So every time he learns a thing, we learn a thing. So, but yeah, I'll pass it over to Lane.
4: Um, I, yeah, I think just in the immediate future, you know, we spent the first two issues mainly on Earth. The second two issues are in cool place called uh, Avon Market, which is like on the outskirts of civilized universe, basically. And then issue five, we're going to introduce a new locale that is completely different from Avon, um, that is more of a futuristic sci-fi city. Um, we're really excited to show that part of the Star Side universe. And definitely we're going to continue to to show some unique locations as the story goes on.
0: Dylan Lane, thank you so much for talking to me. I appreciate this and I'm absolutely loving the series. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, But where do folks go to learn uh, more about you and check out the work?
2: Sure. So we have a website. You can go to starsidecomic.com and you you can uh, buy issues, um, sign up for the email list. That's where we sort of will tend to put a lot of sort of exclusive art as well as like people can view upcoming stuff like covers and concept art first You can follow us on social media at Starside Comic on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. um... Yeah,
4: Yeah. that is the answer, starsidecomic.com. All right. right. Well,
2: thank you both once again, uh, and definitely looking forward to seeing
0: you at a future con. Yeah,
4: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, this is singer Kate Eppers, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout.
0: We are at the end of day one of Rhode Island Comic Con. Day one in the books, the first one back after two years, it's been insane, and I am editing things in the best way possible, talking with Peter Griffin, Stevie Oaks. Welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you yeah, here. Thank you so
5: much. It's great to be here in Africa.
0: So you told me before that this was actually your first con ever. My
5: first con ever. As a guest, I've been to them, you know, walking around as a visitor and enjoying the experience, but a whole new world for me.
0: Yeah. What I
5: can show you the
0: <laughs> Perfect. What uh, what was day one like for you?
5: A lot to, uh, a lot to process, great yeah. people as usual, you know, uh, everyone's been really friendly, um, you know, coming to make good interaction, interacting with them pretty well, and uh, just an overall positive experience. Nice, nice.
0: Now, um, what's like being on the other like, side of the table, where like before you're a fan, and now the fans are coming to you?
5: Yeah, still trying to process it, I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, <laughs> you know. My cousin likes to say I'm TikTok famous. Yeah, there, there you go. He's <laughs> and, uh, uh, famous. He mm, doesn't know it yet. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's uh, it's cool.
0: Excellent, excellent. So it's,
5: it's really it's, it's freaking sweet. So how how how
0: did you come to like be here to be like the Peter Griffin character?
5: Yeah, well, the pandemic was there. It helped. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just the breaking <laughs> character. I just uh, it was one of those things really. Start the pandemic, and I could hear about this TikTok thing, and then the government wanted to take it down, and I'm like, it "Could be that bad." So I checked it out and um, made my first video, and was just like, "Okay." And I started doing it just—it was just for like a fun thing. I never thought fifty people, let alone seven hundred
1: thirty thousand.
5: Like, really?
0: Yeah. good? Oh my god. So I'm
5: like,
1: "That happened." <laughs> <laughs> You
2: know,
5: and, and here I am, and you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes in the future.
0: Excellent. How did? It, how long did it take you to get like the uh, the voice and the character down?
5: Yeah, uh, still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, been doing it probably since you know, been trying to do it since the show first came out, really. Yeah. You know? um, I watch a lot of uh, Mikey Bolts on YouTube. He's, yep. He does, uh, you know, have you heard of him? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's 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 awesome. He does the uh, spot on, and, but watching his like his facial movements and so 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 like sometimes I have to go to my guest to get a really good one, or sometimes I like guess it's fine, but really sometimes like this. it just goes all over the place, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never I, know which Peter's gonna come out. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Love that, dude! Like, like, like you like segue into the voice so easily.
5: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just that easy. It just goes right in and out and in and out and in and out. And yeah.
0: Now, do you do um, um, uh, other uh, other uh, characters?
5: I try. I try. God, um, I've been trying to work on Stewie, and I've been working on Stewie forever, and still can't get it. Real Q-whip. That's about it. whip
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Sometimes I can do like the Grinch. You know, the Jim Carrey quiz, like, but what, would did I wear? And that was horrible, but, uh, I like, oh, shit, I'm not going. Um, or, um... Go! Oh! woo <laughs> No, for Marge. large. You know, just little things. That's pretty good, man. But, uh, it, it, it's yeah. a process, you know? Um trying different things to see how it nice.
0: Yeah, I get you, man. Do you have any uh, kind of like an acting background, voice acting, because you seem really good at this.
5: No, nope. I like mimicking.
0: Yeah, oh man.
5: Mimicking is all.
0: Awesome. Mimicking yeah. is very good.
5: You know, I just, I watch a lot of TV.
0: Simple as that, man. Simple as that. Hell, yeah. So, oh, no. what happened that like ma- that like made you want to you know make the character become you know become Peter and take your you know act on the road basically?
5: Well, since so this is uh, this is recorded, I'm fat, and uh, it's hard to be anything else.
0: Nice man. You don't
5: man. get fat for. It. I mean, I could wear Batman, but I'm just more like Fat Man. That's
0: so cool, man. Um, how How's it feel to just be back in a con environment after like almost two years without it? I miss people. Yeah.
5: You know, it, it, it's the whole thing is like there was a study, you know, saying how, you know, the pandemic helped us. I'm, I'm like, no. How? Because they took out so many variables. They just, they took a variable that would help what they were doing. Yeah. But no, I mean, you can tell that people's mental health in general has really declined. Yep. And it's to be expected. you, you isolated. Year. For months it was just it was slamming fear into you. I'm not I'm going to go on a political trial here here. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just it's good to be backing out with people and getting people's minds back out there. Yeah. Just, just enjoying
0: things. Exactly. Yeah. So. Like, this was so weird for me to be like out there among the crowds again and meeting folks like you that, yeah. you know, like I said, we're like home all day. We don't We don't, we don't see anyone let alone strangers, so yep. it's like... And now it's
5: just good to see celebrities and other vendors and just do cool things. Nice.
0: So now that you have done your first con, do you yes. think you're going to keep on doing
5: it? I would love to. If they want me back, or if anyone else want me to come, I'd be more than happy. I'd love to get to Boston. Um, they seem a little strict mm. with their uh, cosplay, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm going <laughs> to come up with a, other, a couple of other Peter looks to uh, do it. Um, but love to get to Fan Expo, come back to Rhode Island, um, wherever they will have me. I'll travel.
0: Excellent. Now I know that uh, you mentioned earlier that there is another uh, Peter Griffin cosplayer. Yes. He's a little more well like known than you. For now, for now, I think you're going to be up there soon enough. Um, I would. What do you think it would be like to like meet him?
5: I've met him. Oh, you have? I have. Oh my god! I've cool. I've been at Fan Expo Boston. Yeah. Seven years. How was that? <laughs> it was awesome. I wasn't. I wasn't in cosplay. I was just there just for fun and um, you know my wife I actually took a picture with him it's somewhere and uh, my wife's like oh look it's my Peter Peter (laughs) (laughs) you know and and that's uh, that's the story of fans excellent yeah that's right yes Ghostbusters love it sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) what has been your favorite uh, cosplay today
5: Ghostbusters
0: yeah a lot of Ghostbusters there's a lot of that today yep Definitely. And I'm
5: okay with that. Ghostbusters Afterlife Life in two weeks.
0: Cannot wait, right? <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Stevie Man, great talking to you. Yeah. Love the cosplay, love the voice. Thank you. Where do folks go to learn um, uh, more about you and check out your work?
5: All uh, right. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Stevie Oaks 401.
0: Excellent. Awesome. All right. Picture this you finished your first book and nailed it. The plot. characters, all the twists and turns, this one's a winner, and all you need is the right cover. If you've got my art skills, this is the part where panic usually sets in. Enter the cover villain, hero to writers everywhere. Founded by noted author Remy Flagg, cover villain focuses on composite image covers for science fiction and fantasy writers. Give them the details, and they'll craft a cover using popular trends that everyone will want to see. But wait, you say, I've got ideas of my own. No problem, as Cover Villain loves a good collaboration. As they say, our goal is to put a little villain in every cover we make. Want to know more? Then head to CoverVillain.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. All right, folks, welcome back. City White Blackout is back at the Rhode Island Comic Con for day two and I had the good fortune to run into Mark uh, Franco of Wayward Raven, they are a publishing company that does all kinds of, of uh, amazing comics. I actually met you guys a while back, I think it was either at RICC or maybe at uh, the Keystone Comic Con.
6: Uh, uh, oh yeah, we were both, we were yeah. both, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, we did We did the first uh, Keystone, then we did uh, RICC last year also, yeah. so yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, how does it feel to be back at events, meeting people, I, I missed it. I have genuinely missed it. Like, it was nice to have a little bit of a pause, right? It was nice to kind of have that take some stock of what I want to do, where we want to go. But um, I love going to these things. I love meeting people. I love telling people about our comics. So I'm excited. I'm really jazzed. So what have you been doing the past year and a half with like no places to go? So we we launched a Kickstarter, which actually uh, you can see book five and book four, The Ascendant, came out from that. So. That was part of what we did, was getting some of that stuff out there, there's some work that we've been wanting to do. We have started to uh, also put together some other ideas. We have an anthology that we're going to be launching, so we just put out a call for submissions to any artists, any writers um, who have work that they want to put in the anthology. And and actually the funny part, it's going to be called We Suck at Comics. i could do that i suck at comics you know what we we, uh we we occasionally get some very frank feedback so we figured it would be fun to do stuff like that i think every creator has at some point in time yeah i don't know and you do these things and they're hugely uplifting when someone really likes your stuff and they come back but they can all be also be a little demoralizing when people don't want to buy and so i don't know we kind of kind of came out of that and then our theme for the this version will actually be rejection how do you guys deal with like, with
0: like that kind of feedback when someone says, oh, your stuff is crap?
6: I, so very seldom has anyone to my face said, your stuff is crap. Well, that's good. So there's that. I've I've yet to jump over a booth and have to strangle. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure the law like, frowns on that. I'm pretty sure they will not actually let you back if you do that. They tend to put you in jail for things like that. Uh, Assault. It's a crime. Yeah, but you know, occasionally we get to occasionally we get to kill them in our minds. Um, so we do have a web comic, comic strip there. We get to make fun of pop culture, ourselves, all that sort of stuff. We've even put ourselves in the book. So um, we've done some fun stuff like that. But basically, this is a young man goes five miles an hour over the speed limit through Hero City, ends up with five years community service so,
5: wow, a good so that
6: it's it's kind of fun yeah so we've done that sort of stuff there's actually a strip in the book and I, I'm not going to look for it right now but um it basically we reference people coming up and saying what do you have for free what do you have for free oh. to which the response is snark derision you know things yeah. like that <laughs> yeah no no you you
0: you got to support the artists you know I mean
6: absolutely absolutely yeah definitely. yeah um
0: so what are some of the criteria for of uh, for other uh, submissions
6: Sure. Pretty straightforward. Uh, we're looking for comic book art, uh, or excuse me, I should say, we're looking for comic books that are less than 25 pages. Um, we're looking for prose fiction that's less than 5,000 words, or even just, you know, three to five samples of just some random artwork that people would want to have displayed in there. Basically, we're looking for finished stuff um, because we're we're not really at a spot where we have the ability to probably spend, you know, 50, 50 different artists and working through lots of different stuff. We're certainly willing to help with stuff and do some minor tweaks, but by and large we're looking for finished goods. Yeah. Um... A deadline for this? Yes. Uh, February 18th will be the deadline to submit. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. um, could you walk me through some of the titles you have here because you have, you have a really, really great collection.
6: Cool. Well, thank you. Well, I'll start with The Ascendant. Like I said, we just put out book five. Uh, the Ascendant's an escape duke of hell, millennia two, debauchery, depravity, starts to feel some remorse. He starts sending the bad guys back to hell. Um, Whole thing set in Italy. It starts out in Rome. It goes to Naples, to Venice, to Florence, that sort of thing. It'll be seven books. We fully believe that done is done, dead is dead. So at the end of something, that's it. We walk away and we move on to the next series. Um, so yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan of endings, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're bittersweet. I hate it when I close a book, and I know I'm never going to get a chance to play, spend any time with these characters again, but they're necessary,
0: right? Yeah, I think uh, also be, uh, because if you keep like coming back to your title, eventually it, just, it just gets kind of stale.
6: How much can you do with it, right? Yeah. At some point, it's like, okay, it's, it's, it's done. Let's move on to something else. There's so many other stories that I want to tell, right? Um, so actually, I, I'll, I'll mention a couple others since you asked. Horsemen, um, loosely based on the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but they're the good guys, and they're fighting fate and destiny to preserve free will throughout the multiverse. Yeah riding cybernetic horses the entire time of course right that's um, pretty awesome so yeah so it's a lot of fun i think the artwork came out really nice um as you can see yeah yeah you know it's really good, yeah. obligatory space battle scene <laughs> 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 um we gotta have it though come on oh yeah absolutely yeah. come on a sci-fi action adventure you have to have blasters have to go off i mean come on you know exactly
0: so uh, now that you guys are back and doing the cons, what is next for you? Do you think you'll be like going like around to more?
6: Absolutely, absolutely. We're already starting to look at what's next. What else we want to book? Talking about booking this one again for next year. Um, you know, I've been I've been looking at some other shows with Reed Pop. Those guys. We like the small shows too, though. Um, so when there's an opportunity a one day, a two day, that sort of stuff can be a lot of fun, also. Um, just depends. But there's definitely some cons like Rhode Island that we just we love doing every year. Yeah. Uh,
0: now, you already um, uh, mentioned the anthology, but what is next for you guys in terms of uh, new titles?
6: Sure. So uh, we have two more books of The Ascendant to finish, so we're going to be working on that. Um, and then I think there's a couple other things that we've written that we want to get started on, but I think we want to put this one to bed uh, before we really move on to another series. I get you. Yeah. I get you.
0: Um, now, a couple things I also want to ask. Uh, you mentioned that with your work, Dead is Dead. How do you know when uh, when a series has just kind of run its course?
6: Well, typically we'll start it with the idea of what the ending is going to be, right? And then, you know, you, you obviously have a, a, a beginning where you might want to start an ending. The interesting thing I've always found when you write, sometimes things shift along the way. Like, I know that's the ending I want to get to. It's down there, it's up the road, right? But think of it like taking ways. Every now and then you take a detour, you know? It's a little bit faster this way. It's a little bit more scenic this way. It's a little bit more fun. It makes more sense. Um, <laughs> I had a professor in college who uh, talked about Flannery O'Connor and, and um, one of, one of uh, uh, particular works, and how, while writing it, um, there was this moment of, this character wouldn't actually do that, right? Or wouldn't it be more fun if this character who's kind of, as we've characterized this individual, they would do this, and totally changed the way the story went. So I think sometimes you have that, you always have that ending in sight, uh, you have kind of the beats that you want, but sometimes it kind of migrates a little bit in the way or it shifts, you know? Cool. So, yeah. um, how did you guys get started? So oddly enough, um, my, uh, my one writing partner, my writing partner are both signed and horsemen. Um, Josh, he and I were writing stage plays. We had this idea that like, yeah, like the things we want to do, were like, oh, this would be perfect for, right? You know, we want to have character voices and um, and we realized that it wasn't the right medium. Um, the right medium was really comics and, and because you can kind of do whatever you want to do with uh, one of the wonderful things about comics is and why so many movies come from comics and because we've already paneled everything out right we've already put all the beats there it's easy to kind of move maneuvers things around make some changes but it's all there and so similar idea like we realized stage wasn't the right setting comics were because there's so many things you can do with it um, so it migrated into that and then actually for our web comic I met Alex, uh, who's our artist on Damn Heroes, uh, at a job interview. So I was interviewing him actually for a position. He and I started talking comics. Next thing you know, we're talking all the things that we love about comics, things we hate about comics, and we had a a webcomic kind of uh, come out of that. So, yeah.
0: I want to uh, um, also ask, you're doing uh, the free beer with the comics. (laughs) (laughs) What's all uh, all that about?
6: So uh, I'm a home brewer. Uh, I've uh, I've been brewing for quite some time now. I love it. It's a lot of fun to build a grain bill and figure out what yeast to put with it, what hops, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it occurred to me that, hey, I have all this beer, uh, I, you know, making five and ten gallon batches and stuff like that. There's only so much I can drink. I've tried. <laughs> yes, yes. I've tried. It's cheaper. I'm sure, like, the past, like, past, like a year and a half, you've we've all drunk oh, too much. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Especially the last year and a half. But So it, it occurred to me at some point in time, hey, you know what? why don't we bring some of this stuff with us you know we made a label that kind of that goes with our our web comic again so um you know even the shirts right um and uh it just made sense that uh beer comics they go together pretty well so solid. you know what and that
0: is that is solid marketing yeah oh absolutely. very good
6: oh we're, we're always we're always looking for an angle
0: <laughs> you have to hey, absolutely man absolutely well mark Thank you so much for doing this. It's been great to meet you, to learn about all the amazing titles, folks. Wayward Raven, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to waywardraven.com. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you very much. Joining me now, I am very happy to be talking to Capra Cosplay. Yes. Uh, Good to have you here and uh welcome back to the world of uh, conventions
3: yeah exactly it's been a while yeah
0: so um how does it feel to be back to be like back like doing the cons again
3: really good really good um it's like a family reunion at conventions you see a lot of friends a lot of uh cosplayers it's just i don't know it's like walking art and not having that for two years has been rough
0: definitely, definitely. yeah i think uh especially not just having the, the um uh community
3: mm-hmm. But just seeing all the art and the creativity, like it's just, it's been rough.
0: And speaking of art, I mean, your uh, Lady D is absolutely amazing.
3: Oh, thank you. Um,
0: What made you decide to go with, like, this cosplay?
3: I normally focus on villains. They're kind of my thing. And Resident Evil and Silent Hill were my first video games when the PlayStation came out. So I'm a huge Resident Evil and Silent Hill fan. Um, And when that came out, and it was just like a big... Curvy woman who's a villain. I was like, that's got my name all over it. <laughs> I
0: got doing... this one. Yeah, yeah. Hold my beer. I got
3: this. <laughs> I got this.
0: <laughs> uh, how long will it take to get all the uh, details correct?
3: Um, I don't think I've got them quite correct yet, but that's okay. Um, put it back just trying to get a screen accurate dress. Like yeah. trying to put it all together. It's not quite there, but it's functional. Um, about a week. The necklace was a couple days. Um, I 3D printed the the design, painted it, structured the whole uh, necklace, and then made the flowers and the gloves. All that together was about a week. Um, so overall, this cosplay has been about two two and a half weeks putting it together. And
0: it's one of three that you're doing this weekend. You were uh, uh evil land for the first day yes and they do an uh catra on sunday yes <laughs> i've seen so many like a cosplays recently
3: yeah i haven't seen one but i i, I hear and i think it's um because the cartoon that came out course, which yeah. i absolutely love it
5: was amazing. don't tell
3: my minions but it
5: was amazing yeah i, I really it. liked
3: it i liked it a lot i was like i might actually cosplay a hero because i really liked she-Ra, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a total He-Man, Masters of the Universe fan, sure, yeah. um, there's only so many characters that I would want to cosplay, but then I saw like, She-Ra and I was like, I don't know, I might, <laughs> I might, but then Catra, towards the end, I fell in love yeah. with Catra even more, so I was like, alright, we gotta do Catra. <laughs> of, course, of course. Yeah.
0: Now, um, are you like a perfectionist when it comes to like cosplays? Do you have a hard time saying, okay, this is done, no more tweaking, we're gonna go with it?
3: Yes. I do. I really, really do. I think that's uh, part of being a cosplayer because it's the, the art. Um, I have a degree in art, so it's like every time I see a costume or put together a costume, I see it as a display of art and my craftsmanship, and if it's not perfect in my eyes, I go nuts. But I try really hard not to be like, if anybody compliments me, I try not to be like, oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. it's not quite right. It's not like
0: perfect. Yet, yeah, so. I try
3: not to do that because I feel like I'm... Insult. We have a friend. Drew? No, that's not- I thought you were Drew. Do I look like a Drew? Yes. Oh, all
6: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're making friends today. We are
0: indeed. Lots of friends actually, which I think is really like the best part of being like back at the conventions. Like, yeah. You know, the folks- Time. yeah
3: everybody's so excited yeah, today so happy to yeah the energy now. yeah the energy is really yeah. good this weekend
0: this was actually the last one I went to before everything got shut down me too so RICC 2019 yeah was the last one and then gone
3: yeah it's like basically two years yeah yeah so yeah this the energy is exciting everybody's excited to be here why aren't you here Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when somebody compliments my cosplay, I try not to do that because I feel like I'm insulting them. Yeah. If they're excited about what I see and I'm downplaying it, I feel like I'm insulting them. So I try yeah. to just gracefully thank you so much. But on the inside, I'm dying. I'm like, please do not see all the imperfections and the fact that it's not screen accurate and
0: yeah. all that it's jazz. Like, it's, like, it's like, you know what? It's good enough, you know. Yeah, And then they don't notice, right?
3: Yeah, a lot of people don't notice, but um, things don't have to be screen accurate. Like, I try to like be like, knock it off, knock it off. But for me, it's kind of a challenge. So if I don't meet that challenge, personally, I'm a little upset. But then I'm a hypocrite because I tell other people don't worry about it. How Whatever. Do you,
0: uh, um, how do you decide what kind of cosplay to, to uh, do?
3: Uh, I have a huge long list, oh, right. so sometimes it's what character I'm extremely passionate about at the time and I'm just I gotta do it like this one
2: yep.
3: um, or it's this that's part of my fandom is coming out in the movies and I want to be on time with it so I tried to get um uh, Ben a Jesuit done for Dune didn't quite happen but it's been on my list for years and because the movie was remade I'm like bump that right up my list so yeah
0: uh, we talked earlier about like the past year not having any events. What were you doing during this time?
3: Well 2020 never happened so <laughs> it, it never happened Exactly. Yeah. Uh, didn't do anything. I yeah. mean like most people it's just depression's the thing didn't want to. Yeah, exactly. um, but this year uh, just slowly <laughs> started getting back into it, making things. Um, practicing with some stuff and then started to get excited again. Yeah. So it, it took a while. I didn't really work on anything much. I mean, this is kind of the first thing I've done in a couple years. So.
0: Excellent. So uh, what is next for you?
3: Like, costume-wise? Yeah, costume Convention costume-wise, con-wise. What can uh, um, the fans look
0: forward to in terms of like what's next for
3: Tapera? Well, if you are a He-Man fan like I am, you know, Masters of the Universe, I am making another uh, Evil Lynn cosplay. Ooh. Yeah, so the the thing is, though, is I can't decide if I'm going to do the horror movie version that never launched, but the Evil Lynn looks amazing, or the statue version. Oh. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head the name of the company, but they're famous for making very detailed, huge statuettes, and they did one of Masters of the Universe, and their Evil Lynn is just... So,
0: excellent, yeah. excellent. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. I really uh, appreciate it. And where do folks go to learn uh, more about you and check out your work?
3: Oh well, I'm on pretty much all social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, uh, Ticker Talker. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the things that they're all Kepra Cosplay. K H E P E R A Cosplay. <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows how to spell cosplay. (laughs) I'm sure
0: they do. All right, well, folks, you heard it here first. Check out the work, and definitely get some cons. Go to events. I'll come back, and I hope to uh,
5: see you there.